Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Everybody, good evening, good morning, wherever you are, whenever you are. We are here back, New York Talk, the Rolling Matter podcast, back in our usual surroundings. Unfortunately, not recording at New York Stadium again, uh, which hurts a little, to be honest with you. But it is what it is. Um, we will. We can guarantee sound quality this time. I think we can guarantee sound quality. I shouldn't guarantee anything, should I, Mick, to be honest with you? Uh, no, definitely not. <laughs> definitely not. Particularly Danny and his sound, sound escapades in past. <laughs> uh, Benjamin, hello, Benjamin. Hello, hello, and as Danny's here, hello, Danny. Hello, um, so as we do on these episodes, we're going to start by mentioning our newest sponsor, Athletic Green, who have joined, joined the board, um, and helping to support the podcast. I want to talk this time a bit, Danny, about the flavors of Athletic Green because it's if you don't just do it with water, it's okay, but you found some different ways of making athletic green taste a bit nicer. Yeah, I mean, I've tried it with with lemonade. I've tried it with um, with apple juice. I've tried it with um, a mix of apple juice and I think it was elderflower, I think. And um, those last two are really, really nice. It adds that little fruity kick to it. It gets that little bit of natural sugar in your system that you get from fruit. And yeah, it's... Um, it makes it really, really nice. It really gives you that kick to get going in the morning. Plus, all the natural stuff you get from athletic green as well. All those vitamins and nutrients and all that good stuff. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. And it supports better sleep quality and recovery and supports mental clarity and alertness, uh, which is which is key in life in general. Um, so if you want to have a go with athletic greens, make it easy. Athletic greens giving one year a free supply of the immune supporting vitamin D and five feet travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is go to athleticgreens.com forward slash Rotherham and I take ownership of your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. So, Ben, let's talk about Rotherham United. Go on, Bowling, are you going to say something? No, I thought you were going to say, and Ben highly recommends it, but anyway. Oh, we didn't nail <laughs> it. We nail it. We'll try again. We'll do it, we'll do it next week. <clears throat> next week. 
Um, we've got Essex Formula with us, Harvey Kelwick and Paul Brock with us so far. Thank you for joining us, everybody. Um, so let's talk about Royal United, as I mentioned. The first pre-season friendly happened on Friday evening. Um, we also made a signing as well, which happened after we finished recording on Thursday. Um, so, Danny, where would you like to start with that? Um, I'd like to start with the, it was a very enjoyable game, to be honest. Um, I actually thought Parkgate played really, really well. The game was a really good game. Um, we've actually won our first pre-season friendly, unlike some people, which is great to see. Um, yeah, a very enjoyable, very enjoyable day. It gave us a chance to see our new signings and how they, um, how they have um, gelled together with the squad. I thought Connor Washington was really good. I thought mm. Kioso looked really dangerous. Um, but my main compliment has to be for Talaji Bowler. He looked amazing down that left-hand side. He seemed to have bulked up quite a bit over mm. the summer. And, um, yeah, a real danger down that left-hand side now. Yeah, they absolutely did, Mick. Um, let's pick out some, some of those. Uh, it's friendlies and it's against Park Gear. Let's talk about the overall performance, Mick, because when it came back to 2-2, I'm almost disappointed we went on to win. Because I was really, really looking forward to that good old-fashioned Rodney United Twitter meltdown, to be honest with you. Yeah. Um, first of all, does anything that came out... We'll talk about some individual performances, because I think I think that matters, because they're individual people. But does anything else... Can you take anything from a team perspective? Can you take anything out of that part of the game? I don't think so, no. <clears throat> I don't think you can really, realistically, take anything out of very many pre-season friendlies. But certainly, certainly the first one, after they've been back in training for a week... Um, I think you can take next to nothing out of it. Like uh, Danny said there, you can have a look at some of the newer players and, and, and see what potentially they might have to offer. But everybody is not not a yard off pace. They're sort of 10 yards off the pace, aren't they? You know? Yeah. Um, so, so, no, I don't think you can take anything out of it, to be honest with you. It's just nice to be back at football, isn't it? I mm. think that's about it. That's the takeaway for me. Um, it's a sign that the season's on its way and it's it's, it's going to be on as imminently. So, other than that, now yeah. don't take anything, frankly. Fair enough. Uh, ben, do you take an alternative opinion? No, because... Oh. Uh, no, 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 I thought... Uh, no, I just want to give a... Well, obviously, a few signings played. McCart played. Mm. Uh, I thought the jump uh, was spectacular. You know, the jump... Uh, where he went up and missed the ball and then they scored. The, the jump was really good. Uh, I, I thought it was really good athleticism there. Uh, so yeah, that was a good jump by him. So it looked, it looked promising, to be fair. Nah, so if anybody, if they, for joking, any reason, the, um, the players are settled in Croatia and settled down to watch the Brown. Nah, I'm joking. Apologies. I'm, I'm sure they haven't, but... Yeah, I'm joking. Um, it, it, it is part gate. Uh, yeah, I don't... Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't see the point in the Fenley. I know it brings a lot of attention to Parkgate uh, and stuff like that, but I'd just play kids if I were worn because it's kind of a pointless game, to be fair. But all friendlies are, in my opinion. Okay, It's about getting minutes under the belt. It's about playing. Yeah, but if you're not going to try, then this is not... They are trying. It's just not... <laughs> you know what I mean? If we're not going to try and win, let's just not play the game at all. We did win! We practice game. It 4-2. Conceded 2. Ninth tier. Well, all it is, is it's a glorified practice game. That's literally yeah. all it is, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a training but game that practice. allows Park Gear to get some money in, money in bank. That's it. You practice how you play. But whatever. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> 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 you, can't, 
you can't take anything from it performance wise. Just a good day out for all of them fans. And, uh, good to see. I mean, Parkgate scoring too. It's good for them. Isn't it? Yeah, yeah, a great moment for the guys. I, I, I haven't got the uh, name of the guys who scored to be honest with you. We maybe should have done. Uh, I'll see if we can find that recording. But I can. <laughs> it was a great moment for them for those guys. Danny. I mean, they're playing against the Champions. Yes, it's our first preseason and, and every, all this other stuff, but. What a great moment to score against a championship outfit as a non as a ninth tier player. Yeah, hundred percent. And I think um part get goals were quite good. I mean, there's a little mistake from the goalkeeper in there. Um mm. but it was Josh Chapman, our uh, reserve keeper if you like, so there's no worries from us, he's still in his development stage. Um but yeah, I mean to score against a league club when you're at Park Gates level must be a very special moment. Mm. And um I, I say biggest respect to them. You know, they've actually gone out and given us a game. They've not gone in with the mindset of, you know, it's it's the team in the championship. They're going to walk us over easily. They've actually gone in and given us a game and uh, really set the ball rolling for us, really, um, which I think we can only improve on. Hmm. Yeah, I completely agree, to be honest with you. Um, let's have a look at we, who we've got comments with. Um, we'll talk about a third kit later on. We will come on to that. Uh, Sean Carlos <laughs> loves the Mexican vibes going from you, Danny, tonight with your Mexican hat sombrero. I mean, I thought that with New York Stadium going into its tenth year, you know, Steve Evans with the sombrero hat, you know, mm. that sort of thing. Yeah, uh, Brian Allen does not agree with you, Ben. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, so yeah, William McGarry points out as we mentioned Parkgate. Can we appreciate the performance from Parkgate? Big upgrade from previous matches and look like a good, a very good side. Yeah, they were very physical and strong, Mick, and I suppose it's, it's obviously a very fine line. You don't want to come out with any injuries, but I don't think they did. I don't think they were anywhere near crossing that line. I thought they were big, strong and physical to give us not just a walk in the park. It gave, gave us a bit of a test, and that's that's good. You need tests. You can't just win 9-0 every year, every week. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I, mean, I don't know what... I don't know a, lot of, a great deal about a park gate, and perhaps I should do. I should probably know more. Um, but I think they're going to have a good season based, obviously, just based on one preseason friendly. You can't say that, but they, they were very, very capable side, a very capable side. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so yeah, it, you know, all, all kudos to them, and it's nice for them to get some uh, get some money in bank, money in bank into it for uh, to keep them going throughout the season. So, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, excellent. Yeah. Hey, Bradley's with us. Ian Bradley's going on a ground just to shout out to Ian. He's going to Hibs against Clyde in the Scottish League Cup next weekend uh, to see Joe Newell. Uh, so give Joe Newell, Joe Newell a wave from us. Because um, we are. I do like Joe Newell, to be fair. Um, individual performances, Ben. Asks, there's not much we can take from many of them, but let's talk about the ones we think we can. Uh, neither keeper had much to do. Um, let's talk about Bowler. But Danny mentioned Bowler, Ben. On, what's your face for? Go on. No, I'm just saying. No, keep that. I'm not. I'm not gonna say anything. I'm not gonna say. Okay. You just said neither keep that not to do. But uh, all right, that's not a shriek. The true is it. <laughs> One of them had a ball to dive on, which he didn't. But uh, it is what it is, isn't it? It, it is what it is. It is what it is. It is what it is. I'm not. I'm just. I'm not. <laughs> I've, got, I've got completely lost in what we're gonna ask. To be honest, then baller. AJK RUC says Bowler is going to be a starter next season. Uh, yeah, he looks yeah. he looks a different prospect, Ben. Again, it's only Park Gate. I have to keep saying that. But it was much more aggressive. He looked stronger. Uh, he didn't, I don't think he put the ball in much. 
But we've seen him do that before, we already know he can do that sort of thing. So hopefully we can see a bit more of Bull because left wing backs are lower numbers area at the minute. Yeah, I, I, I see what people are saying, but I, I just I have a feel about him that he's um, that he's not a very good. He's a he's an amazing athlete. He's an amazing athlete. He's built like obviously everyone knows how he's built. He looks quick. He just looks athletic. I, I don't think he's a very good footballer. I might be wrong. He doesn't like it. Uh, you know what? I don't have to explain it, but maybe I'm wrong. I mean, who am I? I'm, I do we need to um, play football myself? But is there any players you do like? Let's let's just yeah. I, do the Rath- I love Rathbone. I love Rathbone. Okay. Rathbone uh, and Victor, obviously. Okay. <laughs> John Morrell says, "Can we have a flag for Ben Rant and Powerman UK?" <laughs> so the same as well. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Mick, I know you're a big bowler fan. Uh, yeah. What did you think on Friday? I thought, I thought he played really well. I'm, I'm really impressed with the way, uh, as Ben alluded to there, he seems to have bulked up quite a lot over the summer. Um, and and he's, he, he looks a proper full-on full unit now, doesn't he? Um, so we know what a ball, how, how good he is at getting that ball in the box, you know? Um, so he's a good prospect. We said when he signed at the beginning of last season, he wasn't one for last season and possibly not even one for this season, but one for the future. Um Maybe, maybe he's going to get a place this season. Maybe he's going to get a run. Um, we'll have to wait and see early doors. But I do like him. I've liked him since we got him. Um, I think he's going to uh, he's going to do well for us. Mm. Yeah, Liam McGarry says both played really well against QPR in the FA Cup last year. Was unlucky not to get in the league side, but Miller probably just edged it. Definitely promising year. Then, then, then obviously um, Tutu came in as well and sort of killed his chances of playing really. Um, yeah, I was just trying to say a very nice to see some people uh, follow me. So Simon Thorne on Friday, who did asked us to do a little thing for his uh, for his personal vlog that he does. We saw Grace, um, who has done the pictures. If you watch on YouTube, you'll see the picture behind Mika Victor. She's done us all a lovely picture, um, and she gave one to Dan Balasser, Dan Balasser and his son, which was very very beautiful. And then she's doing some more. So she's going to raise some money for the Roman Hospice. Um, so yeah, S six five just S six four on Twitter. So if you want to go and have a look, uh, they are amazing. They are really, really good. And I'm dead chuffed with the one that I've got. So thank you very much for that, Grace. Um, did I miss anybody out, Danny? Do we see anybody else that we need to that we uh, that said hello to? Um, yeah, I think that's it. Probably, <laughs> probably. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably missed somebody. But anyway, it was nice to see people. I think that's what that, that's what almost these games are about, and particularly the Park Gate one. It's just about getting back into the swing and seeing people you see. Meeting new people that you don't often see. It's it's almost it's preseason is almost as important for fans as it is for players to almost enjoy being a football again. Yeah, one hundred percent. The vibe was definitely different at Parkgate than it was to Gillingham. Yeah. <laughs> um, but George Kelly scored in both games. I think that's um, two goals in fifty-five minutes for him. to him. Um, but yeah, it, it was just a nice vibe at Parkgate. Uh, a few of us went on the pitch at full time. <laughs> um, I'm gonna have to tell the mates at work about that one. I'm sorry, lads. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it was just a nice vibe. We tried something new with a, a post match thing as well, got absolutely mobbed by my people celebrating in the background. Um, but yeah, it were um, it's a nice day out, really, and it makes it even better that we actually won. Yeah, yeah, it does. Um, 
we talked about left wing back, Mick. Let's talk about a right wing back, Peter Kuehl. So, uh, the first time I've seen him in a, in a Rotherham shirt. Very positive. Uh, do, do you want to talk about his runs on the right-hand side or how dominant it was in the opposition's penalty box? Because both goals came from him winning the first header. Yeah, where do you want to start? He looks a real prospect, doesn't he? Yeah. <laughs> Just like a prospect and a half. Um, we'll have to wait and see, obviously, how that translates into league form. But uh, he's certainly got pace. He can certainly put a ball in box. He can certainly win a ball in the box. Um, I, I'm trying to. I'm trying to find a, anything really that was negative about his performance, and I, and I can't, to be honest. Um, he looks a very, very solid player. Um, so, and, and once this, once this, um, this team have got hold of him and, and and worked him a little bit harder, I'm sure he's going to be even better. So, hell of a prospect, hell of a signing, in my view. When I mean, we thought it before, we'd seen him play, but mm. having now seen him. For just for a forty-five minutes, I accept um, that potential certainly looks like it's there, without a doubt. Yeah, uh, AJ says AJ KIOC says because looks like a championship player, very fast and can put a ball in. Yeah, is he some of that for you as well, Ben? Yeah, definitely. Obviously, that winning balls in box and that is. Uh, I think we scored two goals off him winning headers. If I'm not yeah. uh, wrong, so which I. It's a weird, uh, it's a weird strength to has have as a fullback. Uh, <laughs> yeah, as a right wing back. Yeah, yeah. Maybe he can, uh, maybe he can put balls into himself. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, yeah, it was good. I want to see that Bamel as well. Uh, yeah, I, because if we're having them two, aren't we? Uh, I think they look like they could cause problems. Mm. Yeah, yeah, they very much do. So uh, remember the goals, Danny. So we had Kelly scored the first one. I'm missing the second goal scorer. No, Bowler scored the first one. There you go. That's why I've got it wrong. Kelly, Bowler, Ayers or Ayers um, and Washington with the third, mm-hmm. fourth. Um, let's talk about the third goal, Danny. Ayers with his first goal in senior, senior football. It's only friendly, but it was a really, really good header. And you can yeah. see how much it meant to him. It was only friendly, but he, he celebrated as if it meant something. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I think he's only 16, I think. Uh, yeah, look at it. He's, he's massive. Wow. Yeah, he's massive. But he's, um, he's only 16, first year as a senior pro, I think. And, um, yeah, what an header. He's, he's just sort of caught it just as he's going down for diving header mm. and it's just sort of pinged off his head. And giving the keeper no chance. And, yeah, what a fantastic header. Hopefully, um, that is just the start of his career. Hopefully, he turns into a um, into a player who has a similar sort of route into the first team as Ben Wiles, where he sort of breaks out and becomes a mainstay. And, um, yeah, that's all I can say. All the best to him. You know, because if he can do that at 16 years old, I'm, I certainly couldn't do that at 16 years old. Um, all the best to him. Yeah, all the best yeah. to him. Mm. Yeah, because of lack of numbers, mate, we'll talk about who didn't play in a minute, but we got to see a few youth players. Um, you had Curtis Rose and Mackenzie Warren play in the middle. And mm-hmm. Kim McGuckin started in the first half as well as second striker and then moved to right wing back, which is a strange movement. Um, yeah. But he did. Yeah. It, 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 all three did okay. Um, Mackenzie won taking after his dad and giving away silly fouls every so often. Yeah. I actually quite enjoyed. Um, but yeah, it's just good to see those players. Those three played almost an hour, I think. So they're clearly the three sort of senior youth players. That sort of makes sense. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I thought I, I'll be honest. It might be controversial, and I'll, I'll sort of um, I'll, I'll take me rollicking for this if ever I get to if if ever I meet Warney, but. I thought um, I thought young Warren Junior looked a little bit out of his depth, if I'm honest. 
Um, just, just. I mean, he's a young kid, so I, you know, mm. I, I'll, I, absolutely, it's not a criticism, uh, but I, he's, he's clearly not yet ready for 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 first team football. It's a big step up, um, but he, he lingered on the ball too long and, and and played some quite a few misplaced passes. But it's a difficult, difficult position to play in that centre midfield, mm. uh, particularly against a team um, at, at that level who are never ever going to give you any time on the ball. Um, so, so, you know, it, they obviously see enough in him um, to, 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 to offer him a contract. Um, and and I, can, I think we can all be safe in the knowledge that this is not about nepotism. This is not about it being manager's son so he gets a contract. I don't think that's the case at all. There's obviously something there. Uh, but if I'm honest, I didn't see it the other night. But like I said, he's a young kid uh, out of his depth, potentially, at this stage. Mentally, not necessarily... Um, from ability, uh, the other two lads I think have played at this sort of level more than he has. Well, Bookins uh, had uh, internationals for under twenty one, which, yeah, exactly. which is almost men's football, isn't it? Absolutely. So, so therefore, they, they were they did appear to me to be on a, on a level above him at the moment, um, and, and they were excellent. Really, good. I thought Bookins were, were impressed with Bookins, particularly at first half when they were yeah, yeah. sort of an attacking role. Um, I think him and Kelly got in each other's way a bit, Danny, a little bit. But that's to be expected. Kelly's learning the English game, learning how we play. Obviously, a young kid going through, but they were both still fairly impressive. Yeah, they were. I think um, Kelly's just trying to make an impact with us now. I think um, with the pre-season under his belt, he will probably make an impact with us. He's already done that with the goal. But with McGuckin, he's obviously trying to step up into the more um, senior game, if you like. So I believe he's only... 19, I think. Um, and you know, he's already been called up to the Northern Ireland squad, they're under 19, under 21 squad. So there's something there that they see in McGuckin. Um, but like you say, I think I did think he got in Kelly's way a little bit. Maybe it's because the two quite similar strikers playing in different positions and they're trying to occupy the same position. Um, but, yeah, again, McGuckin was one who put himself about, got in good positions. He didn't quite get the goal that Kelly got, um, but still put in a really strong account of himself. And, again, fair play to him. Mm. Yeah, he is only 18. Uh, only 18 just in oh, December, 18. just gone 18, 18 and a half. And as, as we've already mentioned, he's stepping up to the under-21s um, for North Ireland. Not, maybe not known for their strength and depth, but still. I think that's impressive. Um, yeah. Uh, anything else we want to talk about on the game, Mick? Um, or Ben, I'll come to you for this one because I didn't come to you last time. Washington. Liam McGarry said he thought Washington's goal was very impressive. The great build up, very clinical, only a friendly, but sure, didn't get some spaces and finish. Uh, yeah. His movement, I was impressed with. Uh, I, it was that a strength of his that we thought, like, when he first came, was that a strength his of work his? Work rate was what we were basically Work rate. Yeah, yeah, his movement was good. Um, Movement was good. Obviously, it was good finish, good move. It was it was mm. simple ticky tack a one two. If I remember right, we're Rathbone, I think. Yeah, uh, it was the most. Yeah, it was the most. It was Barcelona esque. But <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was running a one two finish. Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. It was a one two. I mean, what used to see? We can't just say, "Oh, he's doing a one two." It's Barcelona. I know, but you he's, what, he's, what, he's, he's literally. Mm, Stride for stride, what you used to see with Messi and Suarez, but whatever. Uh, it was a good goal. It was a good goal. Good finish. Uh, yeah, good, 
got that was quite impressive. Uh, I do wonder how many times that uh, kind of Washington and Ali Rathbun have been compared to Messi and Suarez. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, you never know. Well, I mean, you know. I don't know what's in this podcast because I think they'll they'll, they'll have this clip saved on the phone now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I hope some people aren't watching this podcast, but I hope they are because they'll love that. <laughs> it looks um, really good, kind of Washington. Uh, uh, his movement were excellent across that line. He was running that line, and it's, it's, we've not seen that from a striker at our place for, for some time now because obviously we've had Smithy, who's a different kind of striker, and Freddie, who doesn't tend to run anywhere anyway. Um, so um, it, it, looks, it looks promising, looks really, really promising. And I know people have said that, he, you know, supporters of other clubs have said he, he kind of struggles with a bando with a shovel. Well, I'm sure that they will, they will work on that, and that didn't look like the case on. On uh, on Friday night, but his movement is excellent, really, really good. Yeah, it was. Yeah, I was. Uh, <laughs> uh, yes, it's almost. Should we compare Messi and Suarez to Ollie and Washington? <laughs> I like it. I like it a lot. Um, Jake Hull, Danny. Let's give a shout out to Jake Hull. Um, the it looks like he might he might not be. But he looks like the tallest person I've ever seen wear a Rotherham United shirt. I don't know what it is, but he looks <laughs> massive. He played in that second half where the defence had a few problems, but he's been given them a 25 shirt. He's gone to uh, uh, Croatia with the squad. He's been interviewed the website. There were sort of signs that if, if he's not involved with the first-team squad, he won't be far off, will he? No, <clears throat> I don't think so. And he's got that little bit of um, EFL experience under his belt with Hartlepool now. Mm. <clears throat> Excuse me. And I thought he's, he sort of put in a little bit of a Woody performance. Not like Woody as the complete package. But like he started commanding the defence a little bit because he played in the middle of the front of the back three, sorry, and he started commanding it a little bit more. You know, he kept telling Harding to push out wider and then bringing them back in at times. Obviously, there is a little bit of that uh, greenhorn aspect to him being a centre half, um, but he's got the foundations of being a really solid centre half, almost Woody esque, but at least two feet taller. <laughs> and, um, and, it, and it's great to see from a lad of his age. You know, he's already. That, uh, communicating to that level that almost a captain should do in that back three. Um, but I'm, like, like I say, I'm impressed with how tall he is. He's one of them people where everybody will look up to him, not just in how he commands that back three, but also his height. You know, he's, he's almost a bit of a, um, a Sykes character that we had at Accrington, but he's mm. like still in the development phase with us. Um, but I am excited to see where Jake Hull progresses too, because it can only improve from where he is now. And he's already <clears throat> at an EFL level, as proved with Hartlepool, but with a championship squad like ours, it'll just keep improving and improving with him. Yeah. He is uh, six foot, just over six foot five, according to Transfer Market. He's um, younger than me, good grief. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's only 20. Um, and uh, he's, he's to be sort of dealt with in, in the first team, Ben. Again, he might not play in the first team, but he's sort of been thought of clearly in that mould. Um, it must be exciting for him. I can only imagine as a 20-year-old kid, he's locally from Sheffield. It must be really exciting to be involved in that. Yeah, and obviously he's got no, obviously not a lot of EFL experience, but that's got nothing to do with not to not to do with Price Kippers. I think that, that's got nothing to do with Price Kippers, has it? So, uh, but nah, he's, uh, he's decent. He's decent. He looks decent. Um, yeah, he will be uh, in and around the first team squad if he's gone to Croatia, because they just well they wouldn't take him. You know, they wouldn't 
kind of waste money on a flight if he's not going to be if he's going to be shipped out. Um, so yeah, he will be involved in the first team squad, I think, and he, he looks good, looks decent, yeah. but he's, yeah, needs no needs to get defending sort of that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking, I'm joking, I'm joking. He's on one tonight, isn't he? Jeez, is, yeah. I know. Um, I'm not saying that was I'm joking. No, you're not. Um, Russ Vernon says he spoke with Paul Warren after the game on Friday. It would be nice to it would be nice to speak to him. Yeah, and had that nice vibe. We went on pitch afterwards. I said, Mick, we we didn't particularly speak to any players, but it's just because of that Parkgate game, and because it almost feels like the Gillingham game and the parade, it, we almost feel close to the players that you can just go mm-hmm. on and do that and say hello to them and whatever. It's, it feels quite nice at the minute. Yeah, it does. It does, and and I kind of feel I don't know whether I feel sorry for players or not. I mean, Dan Barlatter and, and Chio and, and a few others were sort of accosted in 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 the car park after, but they just seem really happy to stand and talk. I don't know whether they are or not, but they seem to be. You know, they seem more than willing. There's none of this. So I've got to go, mate. See you later. Um, you know that. Yeah, we do. Yeah, we do seem a lot closer to them. As, as supporters to the club and to um, and to the players, which is which can only possibly it can only be a good thing, can't it? You know, until they go to Wednesday. Well, you know, <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. Well, listen, listen. We're, we've got it. We've got the thing is, it's like you know, if you if you've got a car, eventually yeah. you have to scrap it. You know, you have to get rid of it. You have to sell it on when it becomes no no further use to you, or it's, it's not good enough for your uh, your requirements. So you just move it on, don't you? Um, and usually, you know, you'll put it in paper or whatever. But um, often, what you can do is just send it to the scrapyard, and it would appear that's what um, that's what Rotherham have uh, decided to do now. You know, just weigh off their old scrap metal turn to uh, Sheffield Six, which seems fair to me. <laughs> oh. oh dear. <laughs> um, what can I say? You know, yeah. What can you say? Not a lot, really. We brought in, we, we, we've we've played one friendly. We brought in a couple of replacements. One, well, one of them, two of them have scored. Connor Washington and Georgie Kelly. Um, another another replacements has been involved in two at goals, and that were only in first game. Um, unfortunately for. Uh, but our neighbours, they, they managed to scrape a nil-nil draw down at Alfreton, which, um, you know, quite quite a good result for them after last season's pre-season. Yeah, got to be I mean, you have to remember, they have lost 14 nil there once before. Exactly, you know. Mm. It's, it's, a, it's a way to get your season set up, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, brilliant. Um, anything else? Anything else from Parkgate? Nothing from me. No. No, the only thing I have to say is um a shout out to Carly Butler for sell- for selling fifty raffle tickets for our charity game. So that's another fifty pound going to Robin Rossby. So fair play, Carly. Well done. I think she's in the lead in our little mini competition between her and Reese Kellogg in selling the most raffle tickets. So Reese, come on, you time to run out, lad. You catch up. Yeah, and I remember that is two weeks yesterday, two weeks on Saturday just gone. That is flashly and mm-hmm. Bramley. We'll talk about that next week. Maybe the Thursday before we might do something for that, Danny. I don't know what we'll talk about that after. I think that's probably best. Um, the players that didn't play, let's go because there was a significant number of uh, players that didn't play from a senior perspective. So you've got Ben Wiles didn't play. Paul wanted to do something to his hand, the surgery his hand, which was stopping him from playing. 
Um, Chio and JJ come back late from international duty. Go on. Vickers. Now, Vickers is the interesting one to me uh, because I, I assume, Danny, he will be back by now because he had his surgery in April and we were told it was going to be a th- around a three-month break before he's back in back in oh, back, back back ready three months three months return. We're now at that stage, and he didn't play with the halves. Now it sounds interesting to me because that's because he's not ready yet, and that's a bit of a blow for him. It's pre-season, and he might not be ready. Yeah, I thought it was quite interesting as well because I was picturing um, Victor in one half and Vickers in the other. Mm. Um, but yeah, to see him line up on the sideline is quite interesting, although. You know, we don't really know what's gone off in training. He might have just nudged his finger the wrong way, that sort of thing. And, um, yeah, I'm not quite sure with that one. But the important thing is he has travelled with um, with the squad to Croatia. So it just goes to show it's not that serious. He's still going to be an active part of the big blitz in training that they do out there. Um, so I think it was just a niggle and just a, a not risking him for the sake of just playing mm. a friendly probably, and uh, we gave Josh Chapman some minutes as well. So you can't really complain at that. Um, like you say, Chio and KO international duty, I believe their first training session was the Thursday. So, you know, not really at that big of a window to get him involved. I think Tom Eves picked up a little injury in training. Oh, but again, uh, yeah, but again, not really worth risking him for the sake of a friendly. And then... Like I said, with Ben Wiles, he's just had surgery on his hands. And again, if he falls over and lands on it funny, that could be another surgery for him with his hands. Again, not worth the risk. But the important thing is they've all travelled out to Croatia. They are all going to get run into the ground by Paul Wall's famous, absolutely crazy pre-season routine. Something that would make Aunt Middleton from the SAS wince <laughs> at the start of doing all those hills. Um, yeah, we've got no massive injuries with that. They're all out there taking part. Um, so yeah, so to the famous phrase, I'm not worried at all. <laughs> yeah, uh, let me throw a hypothetical out there, Ben. I know you don't like hypotheticals, so that's why I'm throwing it to you. Let's assume that Vickers has a still a slight niggle and he misses. We've got Fleetwood on Monday, which we'll come to in a minute, and let's do the next friendly game. Uh, it, for me, it might be different. We keep as an outfield player, but does that put him on back foot? Victor will have played three games by then. Does that put him on the back foot going into the start of the season? Another old team, and, and they've not, not wanted to rivals. But it sort of puts them on the back foot if that was to happen, wouldn't it, from a starting perspective? Yeah, 100%. 100%. Uh, if, if, you're, if one keeper... Well, if, if you're a manager and you've had, you've had one keeper who's played four pre-season games and you've had a keeper who's, who played none just come back from injury, who are you going to start first game of the season? That, for me, that's a no-brainer question. So, yeah. Uh, but that's something Vickers has got to deal with, in my opinion. Like, you know what I mean? So, I think that's just how football works and that's how sport works. Uh, yeah, from our from our point of view, Mick, don't matter, does it? We're literally we're happy with either of them. Um, I just think from a Vickers point of view, really. Yeah, I mean, it, from a team point of view, it is it's it doesn't matter because you've got you've got you've got Victor to start in front of them anyway, and then Victor's got it's Victor's shirt to lose. So mm-hmm. you know, it's a, it and it gives it gives Josh Vickers time to to make sure that he's absolutely double right, but he's then got to win his place back, which is going to be difficult. Um, you know, it's going to be really difficult. So, we're very, very lucky. Very, very lucky in the goalkeeping department. No question about it. Um, for my money, we got the two... And the figures the figures bear this out, to be fair, the clean sheet figures. We got the two best goalkeepers in League One last season, for me, 
mm. um, or, in, in, certainly in a combination, but probably certainly two of the best, you know, in the top 10. Um, so <laughs> we've not got a lot to worry about in that department, I don't think. Yeah, I completely agree. Uh, Russ Vernon says that mentions that Fleetwood game is on Thursday, so we we may be able to talk about it on Thursday's episode potentially. Depends on when it's played, doesn't it? Um, we'll go on to that later. Maybe, maybe later on. Um, I'll ask this again. I'll ask it again. Is there anything else jogged in his mind for anything you want to talk about from the Park Gate game? Them goalposts, they're exceptional. Uh, I, I've, I've got a picture with some chippings on one of them. Uh, <laughs> so I don't criticize you too much, Danny. <laughs> hey, I'm, I'm not. I'm not in charge of the metal. I'm in charge of the paint. The paint was tremendous. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> they were all covered in paint. That's true. That is very, very true. Russ Venice is six p.m. on Thursday, Fleetwood. So we may be able to watch it and then go straight into the podcast. I don't know if they're going to stream it. I, I, I'm saying they're going to stream. It. I hope they do. Um, we'll see. It's in Croatia, so it's a bit away. So I don't know. We will. It, may, it might be on some random field in Croatia. Some grass. Well, that's what I mean. But the highlights from Park Gate, they put the highlights in the Leeds from Park Gate game. So, yeah, but this Croatia could be, in, it could be a, you know, it could be a, literally someone's back garden. I know Park Gate was, but you know, what I mean, it could be a grass playing field. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they've gone to a proper centre. I don't know. I've never been to Croatia. So They're not I just flown to Croatia and just found the nearest field. Well, I don't know. I don't know. I've never been to Croatia. I don't know. We play here for our football players. It's at least it's a little bit like St George's Park, but the creation version, yeah. you know. Fair enough. 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 We'll keep a close eye on it. If, if it's on, if it's something, we'll, we'll shout it out if, if it is. Um, another question we have is from Shellstone and Damien Dunkley. Do we know when the, what happened with the Motor Truth podcast? Yeah, that was meant to be released last Monday, the 27th. Um, it then got delayed. Obviously, didn't tell anybody it was being delayed, um, but they chose to delay it for a number of reasons. I'm expecting it out tomorrow or, or the 4th. I don't know if any of you guys have got any other... Um, information. I've just I've just googled it while we're talking. I can't find any information about I released it. Danny, you're the one to go to this. Have you got anything on it? Nah, I've got nothing on this one. Um, <laughs> for me, it's just it's, it's weird that the BBC haven't like announced anything with it. Like, oh, sorry for the delay or something. Yeah. Something must must have come up with um, either a copyright thing or the clubs weren't happy with something that was said or with the editing or something and they wanted it changed or I don't know. But um, hopefully it is released tomorrow so we can all have a good listen and review it properly. So I'm really looking forward to it, to be honest. I really, really am. I'd heard that uh, one of the reasons why it's not... <laughs> I can't do it with a straight face. <laughs> one of the reasons no. it's not come out is because Carl Robinson comes out of it looking really well. I <laughs> <laughs> needed to edit it just, just not to disappoint anybody. Who knows? Could be. Okay. I thought we were in the Wednesday joke about coming out last minute and throwing a few thousand pounds at BBC or something. Really? So yeah. not. <laughs> oh, I missed yeah. that one. I'm disappointed with that. Rewind. <laughs> um, we'll go on to the, the third kit in a minute because I definitely need to talk about. Um, but confirmation that 
Cohen Bramble has officially signed. If you listen to the last episode, you could very well have listened to the episode and Cohen Bramble would have signed because he signed fairly early on, th- on Friday. Um, but it's done deal over the line, Ben. We talked about it on Thursday. It's quite exciting. He, he sort of ticks a lot of boxes. I know he's not the finished article and maybe he's got questions over his defensive work at a higher level. But from an attacking point of view, it's exciting. He's got the pace. We've seen him put crosses in. He's got a left foot, so it covers that box. Uh, it looks exciting. Yeah, uh, it does look like a good signing. Obviously, we haven't really had a, a left-sided player last season, uh, a permanent left-sided mm. player um, last season. I don't know how old he is. I, I know he's not stupid old. 25, I think. Four? Yeah, 25. So, if he's any good, that's, you know, that's... That's your left side has sorted out for four years, five years. Twenty-six. Hopefully. Um yeah, that's your left side has sorted out for four or five years, hopefully, if it's any good. But yeah, he looks like a good player. It's hard to tell, really, isn't it? Um mm. yeah, yeah, it's hard to tell. It is. Um Danny, I, I wasn't aware of his sort of background. He came from non-league. Uh, I, I I knew he was at Arsenal, so I assumed he went through Arsenal's Academy. That's not the case. He played for four or five different youth uh, uh, non-league teams before being picked up by Arsenal in 2017. <laughs> now, only five years or so. In his early 20s, he was picked up by Arsenal, which is very, very late. But to get picked up by that, you've clearly got something about you. Mm. I believe he was picked up by um, Arsene Wenger mm. as well. He was at Arsenal, which, again, says something. Um, one of the interesting things he said in his interview was that he was on trial at Sheffield Wednesday when he was picked up by Arsene Wenger. So it's another one that when we have let go and we've signed and they look a really potential good player, which is quite funny. Um, but yeah, his, his route through non-league does seem like a very Paul Warren-esque sort of player. You know, he sort of builds himself up in non-league and then gets his chance with the professionals and then just kicks on from there. And um yeah, he, he seems like another very hot prospect. I think he was very good with uh, with Lincoln during his time there. I believe he had a spell at Northampton as well. Uh, Colchester. Colchester, sorry. Yeah, Colchester. A- again, another place that he did very well with. Um, and, yeah, I think um, <clears throat> I think he will be a very, very hot prospect down that left-hand side now. He does have a little bit of competing to do with Tlajibola after what we've seen in pre-season and with Shane Ferguson as well. Um, so it'll be a very hotly contested left side. Interesting that he's been given the number three and him being more of a wing-back um, rather than an out-and-out left-back. But, you know, someone's got to take that number. And I honestly thought it was Ferguson, but he obviously likes the number 17. So that's the one prediction I got with my squad numbers that was wrong, which is quite unfortunate. <laughs> um <laughs> But yeah, like I say, Arsene Wenger's obviously seen something in him and um, hopefully he shows that talent with us, which I think he might do. Mm. Yeah, I mean, Arsene Wenger don't get everything right. It's important to bear that in mind. Look at his stupid World Cup every two-year idea. So he's not perfect, but Arsene Wenger. What, what is promising is that Wednesday didn't sign him because mm. they've obviously not very good at judging youth talent, <coughs> Jamie Vardy. Uh, so Eric Cantona. So, you know... Them dropping him is not um, them. Uh, them not signing him. I don't think is too big of a worry. <laughs> no, that is very very is, true. Is, is there something happening there, Danny? Behind you? Did I? Did I see? In... Do you want to commit? Do you want to commit to it? Oh, I'm on the wrong podcast. Sorry, lads. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah. So as, uh, Danny Schiffer was a sporting friend. If anybody would like to collectively boo at your speaker <laughs> screen, you can do now. Are they looking for uh, a ticket? That's Wednesday. Looking for uh, for new podcast members. <laughs> yeah, you make you know the, the signing over yeah. mix from Rosen. So you know the well, offers there ten grand a week. You know, bearing in mind what I said about about them taking on our scrap and all, it's probably about right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, where John John Rell says that it'd be interesting to see how Coimbra gets on. Birmingham had John Rell's Birmingham fan. I didn't know a few years ago. It was good going forward. Couldn't defend for Toffee. He has improved that. Steve Cooper says that Coimbra rinsed us at New York State last year, last season. Yeah, he did. And to be fair to him, from a defensive point of view, Mick, he kept Chio quite quiet. Not all game, but when when Bramwell was marking Chio, it then made things very, very difficult for Chio, didn't it? It, it kind of nullified Chio's pace a little bit. Mm. Um, you know, Chio's obviously main strength, or one of his main strengths, he's got many, um, but is he's, he's his pace. Um, and and he, he he kind of struggled against uh, Lincoln both home and away for me mm. um, with, uh, with with Bramall. So he's obviously he's obviously a quick lad. Uh, so we'll have to see we'll have to see how his defending is. Clearly, you know he's 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 been around the block a few times since uh, since he would he was down there with Birmingham. So that that clearly will have been worked on by whichever clubs he's been with, uh, and hopefully hopefully his defending is uh, a little bit more on point now. But uh, yeah. I, I love this. I love this idea of pace on both wings. I really do like it. Um, mm. And we've got some through the middle with the likes of Wilesy as well, because he's uh, he can shift a bit. So um, mm. yeah, good. It's all good. Yeah. Um, the question is: Is his name Bramall or Bramall? We should call him Bramall, Mick. What we're we going with? Yeah. I have no idea. Uh, we'll call him Bramble, like Bramble Lane. Same and spelled the same way. <laughs> Uh, no, there's this B R A M A W L. Oh, right. It's Bramall. So it's Bramall. Well, it's Bramall. It's going Bramall. <laughs> how is Bramall spelled? Well, Bramall's not a word. It, it's got an H in it, Bramhall. Oh, are we having this conversation live at the moment, or is this. Oh, uh, yeah, we, 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 we get complaints Bramall. on Danny's pronunciation Bramall. sometimes, so we need to make sure we get it right. <laughs> no, no, I'm, I'm not getting off this one. I'm sticking with Mix and it's Bramble. It's Cohen Bramble. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like it. We've got Cohen Bramble. He's on the wing. There you go. I'm at first. <laughs> um, Race Medley points out that uh, Ben Purrington, and we are to X Miller, Ben Purrington's gone to Scotland, probably turned down Sheffield Wednesday. Um, That's a good one. Former yeah. turning down Sheffield Wednesday. That's crazy. That doesn't happen. Anyway, um, moving on. So, squad numbers. Let's have a quick chat. Squad numbers. Um, like Ben mentioned, sort of headlines are that Cone Bramall has taken number three. Tom Eves has taken the number nine shirt, well, which maybe takes away Will Grigg coming back. Um, seven and ten are the sort of the key numbers, key numbers that are left untaken. Ben. Are you going to tell me you could not care less? Uh, yeah. Players take whatever number they want, don't they? It, it mean, sometimes That's numbers mean something to the players, sometimes they don't. Uh, I couldn't care less. It's interesting that okay. 7 and 10 aren't usually taken because they're usually very popular numbers. I know you couldn't said care less, then, so it's interesting. <laughs> well, it's not interesting, is it? That's a strong word. I think it's I noticed that 7 and... I don't. I noticed that 7 and 10 weren't taken. 
Okay. Are you saying it's significant, Ben? No, because uh, I don't know if you know this, but uh, I don't think numbers improve performance. Um, I'm not too that. sure though. You'd have to, you'd have to, you'd have to check with a, then, a sports can I, scientist. Can I just ask a question on this? Um, obviously, you, we all know that you play American football. Uh, you play for <laughs> Sheffield Giants. What's your yeah. number at Sheffield Giants? Eighty-six. Right. Okay. So, subsequent to uh, playing at Sheffield Giants, you went to the uh, the NFL Academy. Uh, what's yeah. your number at the NFL Academy, Ben? Eighty-six. All right. Okay. No, no, no significance in the fact that. Yeah, you there, is, there is. There is. There is. Uh, but not to anyone else. All right, okay. For a fan, yeah, it's it irrelevant. I, I, I literally, I, I remember saying two minutes ago that sometimes for players it's significant what number they are and sometimes it's not. As a fan, I couldn't care less what number you are. Right. Unless you're 86. Just that. <laughs> <laughs> Why 86, Ben? Why not? I don't know. It's a good number, isn't it? It's significant to him, but it's just... It's not significant to me. It's just the no. number I am, isn't it? Anyway, we're bambling. <laughs> um, I, I I like it, Danny. I like seeing uh, the old school numbers, number seven, the number nine, the number ten. They're exciting numbers to me. Um, the number nine shirt hasn't been the luckiest in a Rotherham shirt in quite a while. Will Grigg is the first one to score in a number nine shirt in a long time. Uh, it's not been the most prolific since probably Alan Lee, to be honest with you. That's how long that, oh, that number nine shirt's been useful. Uh, but it's still interesting for me. It wasn't was Danny Ward number nine? As well, you might, you um, might be right. You might have just correct. I thought it was ten. Very good. <laughs> I mean, I think he was number nine in the championship just before he oh. went to Huddersfield. Um, we'll find out. Um, but yeah, but like, like Ben says, in the modern game, there isn't much significance in football shirts. You know, Cohen Bramall taking number three, but we know he's more of a wing back rather than a left back himself. Um, Tommy second number nine. I think that's just more preference more than anything. Um, Still a little bit interesting that seven and ten have been taken purely because they are popular numbers, um, and I think George Kelly taking number twelve was a standard because that is his favourite number. That was his number at Bells as well. Same with Peter Kioso taking thirty. That was his number at at, uh, at Luton. I think the interesting one is Jay Cole moving all the way down to twenty five because mm. I believe it was thirty five before. Yes, um, so that's a I think that's more of a step close to the uh, to the first team for him with that step down in a number, and um, and then obviously uh, Josh Chapman moving because Kiyoso was taking number thirty. But other than that, really, it's as you were, which um, especially with Ben Wiles and his little bit of interest from Burnley, I think because he's obviously we've had to allocate him a number eight number, but because he's been so keen on sticking with the club and you know mucking in effectively. I personally can't see him going anywhere. Personally, there have been rumours about Burnley signing someone from another Championship team to fill in that gap, so they may have shifted their interest elsewhere, which would be quite fun for us. Um, but yeah, I think if if <laughs> if squad numbers had come out when it was actual squad numbers and not like um, when it was positional numbers, sorry, and not squad numbers, mm. it would be very very interesting to analyse like. Who's got number three? Who's got the number four? Who's got inside forward position, sort of thing? Whereas now you sort of get a rough idea of where they're all playing and who's lining up where. Um, but for us, we can look at that list and go, we know who's probably going to be starting out of that list, and they're not all one to eleven. Yeah. Um, but Victor keeping number one, I think, is very significant. 
probably because he, he may be tilting slightly towards starting goalkeeper or the fact that Josh Vickers really likes number 31. But we'll have to, we'll have to wait and see with that one for me. Mm. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, AJK says Danny Ward won number nine. Yes, he did. Henry Cobb says Revs was number nine. Yes, Revs was number nine. But I would argue scoring 28 goals and 150 appearances isn't exactly prolific. I accept that he scored two very, very important goals. I'll take that one. But I can't take him as prolific. He scored in the Preston semi-final as well. He scored in the first leg against Preston. Yes, he did. All right. Yes, he did, yeah. He scored 25 other ones, Ben, as well. Do you want to go through all them and all? (laughs) No. But yeah, I can't accept him as prolific, but I'll take Danny Ward. I think he had a 15-goal season, something like that, at some point. Um, Will Roebuck says, is number seven left mid or central midfielder? Neither. Carver Sell took it once, didn't he? No. Number seven is a right winger. That's it. End of story. I'm not up for the Ronaldo's on the left winger, isn't he? Yeah, Ronaldo was seven and played on the left winger, didn't he? But he's the one I'm not interested, yeah, but uh, number seven is a right winger, traditionally. If you're going for by tradition, you know, number nine is your centre forward, number 11 is your left winger, number seven is your right winger. That's how it goes. But let's be well, fair, well, <laughs> numbers don't have all to do with price of kippers, do they? So. <laughs> <laughs> That's twice he's got it in. Fair comment, um, yeah. Uh, Damien Dunkley says, any more rumours during the rounds of the last couple of days? I, again, Danny, I haven't heard any names, but I will say is I think Paul once said pre-part gate that was hoping two players would join them in Croatia on Monday or Tuesday. Um, mm. No, I haven't heard any further news. Have you heard any rumblings? I have heard things that I'm not allowed to talk about because they are still in the works at the moment. All I'll say is it's exploring the loan market because that is just starting to come to the front of everyone's mind now. Um, Reg? Probably not with Reg unless there is a little bit of movement elsewhere and we could potentially finesse a deal to get Reg, but I wouldn't hold my breath with getting Reg back, in all honesty. Um... But all I'll say, it wouldn't be the first time that we've brought in people whilst we've been away on training camps. I believe it happened um, a couple summers ago. I can't, I can't yeah. remember what it was exactly. I think it's when we went out to Austria. Austria, that's yeah, the Austria, yeah. Yeah, we went out to Austria, and then it's like, oh, by the way, we've signed such and such. It's like, <laughs> and they were signing out to join us for like three days, which is like, right, damn. Um, so that could happen, or it could be the case we'll be signing and they link back up with the squad after the back from Croatia. Um, but yeah, I did hear rumblings of one, maybe two before the Parkgate game. We got the one with Cohen Bramall, so there's the question mark over that second one. Um, as we've seen on Twitter, there is the rumour that we're after uh, Goods from Brentford. Well, that'll probably be a loan, like I went on loan to Sheffield United and only played twice, which is quite unfortunate for him. Um, there is a little bit of an interest with uh, the guy at Middlesbrough, although that's looking more and more untrue as I keep hearing things. Um, but I will link it back to one transfer that I said way, way back a few episodes ago, which is Marlon Fozzy from Brentford. That has reared, it, reared its head again. Um, probably alone this time, not a permanent, but that's potentially in the works as well. Um, so we could be seeing two loans from Brentford, which would be quite interesting for us. Mm. Um, and I have heard a smattering of others in the loan market that I'm not quite allowed to talk about yet. Um, but other than that, it's quiet in terms of 
substantial rumours, but behind the scenes stuff, it is moving very quickly. But more of a case of if such and such goes to so-and-so, then they'll move from one of our players and then we have to move somebody mm. else to come that player. That's not happening if X and Y happens. It's all getting complicated now because <laughs> it's all about loan markets and stuff. Um, mm. but as it stands, potentially one whilst we're in Croatia, but that one potentially, you know, we'll see. Yeah. Did you mean, did, Wilbur, did you mean Fossu from Brentford? Not Fossu, Fossu. I've heard Fozzy from Brentford, the forward. From Fulham. No, no, no. no, so, no. so not the not the not the Fulham guy. Right. I yeah, not the, not the Fulham guy, the Brentford guy. Okay. The, the, the guy who's um, turned out for is it Finland? That Marlon? Fours. Fours, that's it. Fours. I do apologise. Fours, that's the one. Marcus Fours, <laughs> yes. that's it. I do apologise. I'm getting my players mixed up. <laughs> I like, I like. We've, we've talked about him before. Charlie Good would be a very good signing, um, I think. Uh, it fits the bill of having a giant throw as well, which works. And mm. played a lot, I think I'm right to say, played a lot of the season when Brentford got promoted. So he's got pedigree in the championship as well. Mm. I would I would be happy with that. And it fills the box with centre-back, doesn't it? Which we need, Mick. Thanks, Mick. Yeah, uh, sorry, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. The audio listeners can't see you nodding is the problem. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I'm miles away. <laughs> I can't hear you nodding. <laughs> I weren't paying attention. Okay. That's By the um, AJ KOC says, can we talk about the third kit? Um, we also have something on here from somebody else that says if they don't, if Mick says he doesn't like the kit, they are going to unsubscribe. AJ says if Mick doesn't like it, he's unsubscribing. Um, Mick, Third kit. You didn't like the first kit to start with, a lot's good on you. You didn't like the second kit. Uh, third kit. Yeah, the second kit's growing on me as well now. All oh, right, okay. Third kit. I'm sorry, I beg your pardon, what? <laughs> third kit. Um, what do you think about the third kit? I don't know, mate. I don't know what I think about it. I'll reserve judgment until I see it in, in the flesh. Um, it's going to be one of those kits, in my view, that dates incredibly quickly. It's gonna it's okay. gonna be outdated and out out of any form of um, anything by halfway through the season for me. Um, I, I don't want to lose as a subscriber. That's me. That's the only reason I'm, I'm talking like this. I'm trying to be as diplomatic. I don't like it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, fella. I, don't don't unsubscribe, please. <laughs> okay, that's one for the negative, Ben. Uh, it's all right. I, I like the idea that you know they've let the, the, they've let your daughter design it, Matt. Uh, I do like that idea. But, um, wow! Do you know else at Rotherham United like to upset? Because you've upset three or four players. You upset the design guy. Anybody else? But, but, you know, that's 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 for me tonight, or what? I, I, listen, no, it's all right. It's all right. It's all right. I won't buy it, but it's all right. It, 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 I've seen track. worse. I've seen better. That's all. It is what it is, isn't it? It's third kit. No one, no, do we even use the third kit anyway? Yeah. Don't know why. Why? why? I don't get why. I don't get why it's white. Because if if a play, if a team plays in uh, white, then we can't wear the home kit or the third kit, right? So what's the point in having the third kit in white? If it has white sleeves, the home kit has white sleeves, doesn't it? Yeah, the sleeves aren't important anymore. 
thought I thought he couldn't wear the same kit if they have both white sleeves. Right. My question what, about this third kit as well is: Are the shorts and socks the same design? I think the black no, shorts. They'll be black, good. won't they? I think the black. Okay. I don't know that to be honest with you. Do, do, do they have white and red spots on them? The black shorts and socks. <laughs> I just I'm only asking. I don't know. Ask ask yeah. my daughter. <laughs> <laughs> unbelievable, Ben. Absolutely unbelievable. Uh, there's no pictures with shorts on me, so that might be a good question. No, no, fair enough. I assume they just full be kit. plain black. I don't think. I suspect white, they? they may have the same kit. So what they what they did a couple of years ago was they had different away shirts, but the so shorts and socks were the same. Can't which kit it were now. So I think. The yellow top has black shorts, I think I'm right. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, so, no, no, it doesn't. The wake, it's full yellow. Well, that, that, that's, we don't love that idea, then, aren't it? <laughs> don't they, know they, they surely have to be uh, black shorts and black socks, because that's the only really one that, that, that fits. Because you can't go white again, can you? Yeah, because it's the, only, it's the only one that makes sense, because the only two that are interchangeable is away in third this season, because... We've got different mm. sponsors. It's not the same sponsor, yeah. but a, a sister company. So if we've got black shirts and black socks, that's very interchangeable with the away kit, and maybe not vice versa. Like you can you imagine white and yellow, and then yellow. That that's a bit that's a bit iffy. That, but I, okay. I do hope that they are black and black because for me, if it's white shirt with the polka dots and then black and black, I think it looks nice. I really, really mm. do. Because from a yeah, distance, it looks white. It looks white and black. Which, by the way, I called on the podcast, by the way. I think the third kit's going to be white with black trim. I didn't specify what sort of black trim, <laughs> by the way. Um, but, I, yeah, I, I think it looks nice. We've got um, a nice home kit celebrating New York Stadium, a reimagining of a classic kit, which looks very nice, and then more of your modern rendition. So I think we've done well this season. I might be in the minority thinking that, but... I'm going to try and buy all three. I agree. I completely agree, Danny. I, th I think they've done, done a really good job. Um, makes a miserable kit. So he's not going to buy them anyways. <laughs> yeah. uh, the only it looks like my dad's painting top. Harsh. <laughs> Very harsh. <laughs> um, yeah, I think we are just about done. Uh, I've got one more thing. Uh, I know it's in the comments somewhere. Uh, something about. I don't know what it is, Ick Piezu or something. And uh, yeah. someone commented, so, yeah, Ick Piezu, Christ, I'd rather make up top. I wouldn't underestimate Mick. I'm not too sure he can correct me on this, but at the, the famous Christmas Day game between England and Germany, he scored a hat-trick, <laughs> I think. So uh, I wouldn't underestimate him up top. I took my boots on Saturday, they told me to get stuff. So on Friday, sorry, <laughs> they told me to get lost. <laughs> I think the best the best thing we can do in this situation, especially about Ipiazza, right, and also placing Michael Smith as a striker, is by saying I scored more goals than Michael Smith did on Saturday. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Against a, a better opposition, probably as well. Yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think we are just about done. Unless there's anything else we need to talk about or missed, I think. We've covered everything. This is the mistake we have by not putting a proper running order together to tick stuff off. Um, 
I think if the only thing to add, if, if anybody gets a spare five minutes, get yourselves down to New York and uh, go and have a look at that mm. pop-up exhibition because it's, uh, mm. it's well worth going. And some of the artwork down there, some of it is fantastic. Um, yeah. Really, really good. There's um, one which we'll typically mention it now because you've got to see it to see it, but there's, there's somebody done a, a painting or picture of Millmore in the foreground and sort of New York Stadium almost built on top of it. And it looks amazing. The picture looks amazing. Um, yeah. It does, and there's a picture in there. So a couple of people have mentioned it in the uh, in the comments. There, we talked about number seven. Um, there's a picture of the best ever player to wear the Rotherham United number seven shirt, which will make your hairs stand on end if you remember him. Absolutely, a fantastic photograph. Curious Tony Towner, not Curious Sadler. Not Kieran Sadler, no. <laughs> nice try, though. Uh, those, two, those, two, those two images, uh, bearing in mind, there's some absolutely fantastic stuff in there as well, so definitely worth mm. a trip. John Taylor? That's harsh on John Taylor, that make, to be honest. Poor John Taylor. Yeah. Poor League Two's John Taylor. Oh, <laughs> Unless um, you'll get championship football, eventually. <laughs> maybe not, maybe. If you... If you haven't already watched the there's the club of fire like an eight minute video of Paul Ward's speech to the players tonight in Croatia, that's definitely worth a, worth a listen and watch. Uh, he talks about the sort of respect on the standards they set and what the badge means to him and the and things such as that. If you haven't watched that, I'm sure most people have, but it's just it's just on the that Twitter account. Go on, it's like it's literally like eight minutes. Um, but yeah, it's just Paul Ward. We love Paul Ward. Love him even more. I don't understand how it works, but you just see him talk about Rugby United a bit more and it's like him a bit more. It's just shouldn't be possible, really. But it is. Um, I'm a sugar shout out to the, the Tony Towney trio, Mick. Have you seen the those into the band on Twitter? The yeah, Tony yeah, Towney yeah. trio. Um, yeah, yeah. Done a song for the uh, St. George's Day. If you got that on Twitter, just search Tony Towney trio. I think they might be on Spotify, iTunes, actually. Give that a go. Um, and we'll go from there. So there we go. Thank you all for watching, listening. Please subscribe to YouTube if you haven't already. We're 649, I think, on YouTube. So again, if you're one of those people that haven't uh, subscribed yet, go over. Oh, we're on 650. Never mind. Subscribe anyway. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so we'll see how I can get. We want to hit 1,000 at some point in this season. We're not far off. We've got up shot off in the last couple of weeks. Um, so thank you all who have subscribed on YouTube. We, uh, we'll be back on Thursday evening for... Potentially look at the signings, potentially talk about the Fleetwood game if that's if we've been able to watch it. Um, we'll look ahead to players coming back at some point uh, as well, whenever that may be. Uh, yeah, we will. We did that. We did a sort of test run of a post-match instant reaction thing at Parkgate. We didn't put it out because it was like a minute long, but that's something we'll probably look to doing at most, at certainly home games. Um, and put that on YouTube uh, as a shorter episode type thing. Uh, and Danny, as I already mentioned, he'll be continuing the vlog for the season ahead to come. So it's exciting. What, we're four weeks off season starting? It's pretty exciting, isn't it? Yes. Come on. Uh, yeah. Subscribe, iTunes, Spotify, YouTube, five-star rating, all that stuff. Mick, it's been a pleasure to have you with us. You've not been the group really? one today. Mick's change. Yeah, well, listen, I'm, I'm chilled out. I'm chilled out. I've, I've spent my afternoon enjoying myself watching, um, watching Silverstone crowd. <laughs> Booing Max Verstappen. It's just been an absolute pleasure. It's been an absolute pleasure. I did Mick's it myself. Petty man. City, but I looked a bit of an idiot. He's not a petty man, is he, Mick? Um, ben, you have been Mr. Grumpy today. 
I haven't, but uh, yeah, I, I haven't. I've just been. It's all tongue in cheek, and or well, some of it is. I, I've, I've seen you earlier today. You've been Mr. Grumpy all day. I have. Uh, so I have. let's move on. Uh, Danny, Danny's brought the mood up with his sombrero. Very nice to see it, Danny. No worries at all. I thought I'd be Mr. Grumpy with um, the project I've been doing today and how shocking the buses are in South Yorkshire. But sombrero has changed it. Happy days. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Thank you all for watching, listening, whatever you're aware, however you're doing this, and we'll see you next time. Thank you very much.
Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.